0: From the the great, great, the great great. Pelican State. Welcome to What Makes Me Weird with Joel Sharpton. I'm your host, Joel Sharpton. First and foremost, my apologies for the scarcity of this podcast. It has been a really, really busy time around Casa del Sharpton. Um, Before we get into the meat of today's topic, let me just give you a quick update on what's going on in my life. I am continuing to narrate and produce audiobooks. Uh, I've got, let me make sure that I've got this right, I've got four completed right now, and three of those are currently in stores. The fourth one uh, is my first fictional audiobook, Forgotten Forbidden America by Thomas Watson and um, Thomas and his wife Tina reached out to me in January to audition for this book and with the... These fingers crossed, paprika burgers. Big day today. Jamie gets his exam results. I hope he's done okay. He's worked so hard. So I'm making my paprika burgers for when he gets home. They were lucky last time. I add red onion and paprika to the mince. Then I top with jalapenos. Well, make your own burgers with our Tesco finest Aberdeen Angus beef. Food Love Stories, brought to you by Tesco. Potential for for more after it, and he's written a bunch. I think there's about 12 total that he's written, and he's looking to make them all audiobooks. So we started with the Forgotten Forbidden America series. Uh, part one is done. Volume one is done. Volume two is already out in book form and ebook form, and I'll have the audiobook of that one done ASAP. I'm already... Uh, six or seven chapters deep into production on it. I am also working on, so that'll be my fifth audiobook, Forgotten Forbidden America, volume two. My sixth one I'm in production on right now as well. It's called The Womanizer. It's by Warren Adler. He's the author of many wonderful books, but primarily he's known for The War of the Roses, which was, of course, turned into a well-known movie with Michael Douglas uh, from when I was a kid in the 80s. Um, He's had a bunch of films and television shows made uh, based off of his books, and The Womanizer itself has been optioned for production as a major Hollywood motion picture soon. So that will also be available, uh, at least by June, it'll be available in your favorite audiobook store. So there's some places you can hear a lot more of me when you're not listening to my podcasts or when I'm not putting them out. I haven't put out a ton of episodes of my podcast review show either, always listening with my buddy Josh Shirley. He and I have been able to produce that very uh, scarcely because, again, I've just been working so much. I really It's a season of production for me. Um, that's meant a couple of other things for me. It, it means I have not watched nearly as much television or movies as I would like. You know, in 2015, I tried to watch 100 films in the year, and I ended up watching just over 50 movies, and I reviewed those on my website. You can find that at joelsharpton.com. But this year, I think total I might have watched four so far, and I'm and I'm halfway through a couple of others. And I know some people will say sacrilege for watching half a film without actually finishing it, but that's just the way that I have to live life, because of some of the things that I'm going to talk about today as my primary topic. Today, when you're listening to this episode or, or when this episode first launched, I don't know when you're listening to it. That's the beauty of podcast, right? You can listen to it anytime you want to. But when I launched this podcast this episode in particular, was uh, April 20th, 2016. And that is a very special date indeed. Uh, First of all, let's get it out of the way. Yes, that is 420. You can make all the weed jokes you want to. Uh, That is the international marijuana holiday, uh, apparently. But it's also, and, and more importantly to me, it is my anniversary. It's the anniversary of my marriage to Kelly Johansson Sharpton. You know, this show is called What Makes Me Weird, and this episode I'm calling What Makes Me Married. Because if you had asked me, well, if you'd asked me three years ago, obviously I would have told you I would be married because I was marrying her that day. If you'd asked me four years ago, I wouldn't have called you a fool because I already knew at that point that that she was in my life in a way that I... I couldn't get rid of. And I imagined, I th- I thought it possible marriage in the future. If you'd asked me five or six years ago, though, I would have said, no way, not a chance in hell will I ever be married again. And today I'm going to tell you the story of how I got there and how I got here and why I'm ever so glad that I did and how thankful I am for the woman that brought me here. Um, I was married before. I got married in 2004, in the summer of 2004, after knowing my first wife for a week shy of nine months. We were kids, and we didn't know who we were uh, individually, let alone were we capable of building a we together that could grow and withstand the travails of life. So, as we grew up, we grew apart and we fell apart eventually. And in January of 2010, um, that became official, and she moved out. Uh, We were living in New Orleans at the time, and over the course of the month of February, I wrapped up our affairs in New Orleans, and I moved to North Louisiana, where I am now Ruston, specifically. I moved back into, as a matter of fact, the apartment complex that I lived in, or one of the apartment complexes that I lived in during my college years. I had lived there once upon a time with my sister, uh, Jenna, my younger sister, and now I was going to live there alone um, with my sons when I had them. I was resolute pretty early on that I would never get married again. I thought for a while I'd never even have like an actual girlfriend again. I had a real... Belief as i as I finally understood that the marriage was really over, that first marriage was really over, and, and there was not going to be a reconciliation for a while. I was still in in that mode of reconciliation, but once I finally got over that idea, then I resolved that I was going to live sort of a bifurcated life when I had my children uh, my Ex wife and I were, or at the time she was still my estranged wife, I suppose. We weren't, the divorce wasn't final until uh, quite some time later. But at the time, we were splitting custody. We were sharing the boys. And when I would have them, I would be very focused on them and I would get to be a great dad. And when I didn't have them, I could be very focused on work or I could be very focused on my social life and I could have friends and I could have um, lovers, even if that was a thing that, that came up. And I hoped that it would. But I wouldn't have a real romance. I wouldn't have a love affair. I wouldn't have a girlfriend. I wouldn't have a partner. I didn't think that I had anything left um, at that deep a level, that deep a connection. And I thought to try to give myself over to that would distract me from any potential to, you know, put my finances back together and any potential to, you know, transition to being a really good single father, which I was focused on being. And, and I feel like I really have made strides there. So into that picture come a few girls. Um, I was spending a lot of time with some college kids at the time. So I dated a few younger girls And I saw a few former Flames, people that I had had crushes on, you know, from high school a million years before, and now we were in, you know, new places in our lives. There were a lot of really interesting people in that period. I spent some wonderful time with male friends, not in a romantic fashion, but just, like, really bonding and getting to know one another and figuring out myself through them and through the conversations, and into this walks Kelly. Now, Kelly had been married before herself. Her husband passed away, and this story exists. You can hear it on this podcast even. Go back and look for Modern American Love Story. I'll have links to those episodes. Parts 1, 2, and 3 already exist, and I swear we're going to record another one at some point in the future. I thought about recording one for this week, but she and I didn't have time together, and I wanted to surprise her with this. So there you go. Her husband had passed away, and he was a guy that I knew from high school. I knew that they had gotten married. I had never met her. When I moved back to Ruston and really got settled in again, in particular once I moved back on the air as a DJ um, on the radio, not spinning the jams at the party, the station that I was working for at the time, we had just launched a new music format, and she loved it, uh, and she followed us on Facebook, and she reached out to me on Facebook and said, Hey, we don't really know each other, but we do know each other through these people. And I love your station. And I just wanted to say hi. And we were Facebook friends. That's how it started. She had a boyfriend at the time. Uh, I did not and do not care for him. (laughs) And he obviously does not care for me. Um, we talked though. Uh, it was flirtatious, but not overly so. Um, and that started, you know, in January, I guess, and in May, we finally actually met, and it was just one of those things that happened, hey, I see on Facebook that you're going to be at this place, and I'm going to be at that place, and hey, look at that, we might run into each other, and we did, and she was mesmerizing. She was so beautiful, first of all, but she was funny, and she was outgoing, and she had a, even in that first conversation, she had a strength, and a security, and a solidarity about her That was not just calming and attractive to me, but addictive. She put me at ease, and I am not a man that is easily put at ease, particularly at that time. So I gave her my phone number. I asked for hers, and she offered it, and then I had second thoughts, because she had a boyfriend. And so I thought I'd be smooth, and I said, let me give you mine, and then you can do whatever you want with it. How about that? She said, fine. So I gave her my number, and before I was in the parking lot, she had texted me hers. She said, this is Kelly. Now you have my number. I adored her from the start, but it took me a long time to let myself love her. I was worried because I'm weird. It's the name of the show, and it's true. I'm weird in a million ways. I am weird in the way that I eat. I'm weird in that I don't like to meet new people. I'm weird in that I'm outgoing, and I want to share intimate details of my life, even in an audio format like this, but I am desirous and jealous of my privacy and my solo time. I'm weird in that I debate and care as much about the life and experiences of fictional characters like the X Men and the Avengers as I do about policy and politics and who wins this fall's election. I didn't want new in laws. Is that weird? Maybe that's not weird, but it felt weird. And I didn't want to upset a new family. I didn't want to upset a woman because I didn't want to spend as much time with her family as she wanted. I didn't want to let somebody down, especially Kelly. So I held back the love. But eventually, I found that Kelly was like a love black hole. <laughs> You can't hold it back. She draws all love to her. And she drew mine. So, one day, I caved a little. And I had a conversation with her in the parking lot of my apartment, on the way to Walmart, no less, about how I was being silly and... She was obviously my girlfriend. So, you know, did she want to be my girlfriend? Was that a thing that she would like to be? Because it seemed that she was. And then I I caved a little bit more and said, I love you. And then I caved a little bit more and bought a ring. And made a secret proposal video. And then caved more and showed her that video... And gave her that ring about two weeks before I intended. Kelly's always been hard to wait on. She's been hard to do without. And that's the reason why I finally stopped doing without. Since the day we got married, she's given me two beautiful baby girls. She has helped me start my own business. After so many years ago, she helped me start my first podcast. It's Josh Shirley that's been in the studio with me all this time, but it's Kelly that has been behind me, helping make the time, helping make the priority, helping support me, even when she doesn't listen or doesn't understand. The other night, as she and I were talking about my first really big success in audiobooks she said can I just admit something to you that I really wondered how you were going to do with all of this but you know what she never did she never said that until after the fact when she was telling me she was wrong and she's so proud of me and she's so thankful for how hard I've been working and she's so excited about where we're going Kelly's supportive even when she doesn't believe it, necessarily. Which makes me think she might be the better actor in this marriage. I love her with all my heart and soul. I will endeavor to spend the rest of my life making sure that I am worthy of her love and her life with me. I'll try to take more opportunities to share with you and the rest of whoever it is that listens to me about just how awesome she is. So, a new episode of this uh, wonderful podcast coming to you soon as I tell you all about Anne Rice and the Vampire Lestat and why my reading is weird. But today, I just want to say happy anniversary, Kelly. I love you, beautiful. You got busted without a dime be your name. You took a bus ride with your mindset to fame. They had a tough time remembering your name. Well, we don't. No, we don't. You missed your big chance to be a Hollywood star. But for most folks, there never was in the cards. Well, you sail and you fail. Well, at least you got to do it while you were young Before you get old and you lose your nerve So here's to you From the great Pelican State It's never too late To come back home So here's to you What makes me weird is a proud member of the two guys and a rogue network. You can find more info and a full list of our episodes at blog talk radio slash makes me weird. You can also email the show to makes me weird at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook or Twitter by searching makes me weird. Our theme song is from the great Pelican state by Adam. Two Dillon. guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network. These fingers crossed paprika burgers. Big day today. Jamie gets his exam results. I hope he's done okay. He's worked so hard. So I'm making my paprika burgers for when he gets home. They were lucky last time. I add red onion and paprika to the mince. Then I top with jalapenos. Well? Make your own burgers with our Tesco finest Aberdeen Angus beef food love stories brought to you by tesco with one net on vodafone business you can make and receive landline calls from your mobile meaning your office could be here or here or more likely here hello saunders designs how can i help your office can be anywhere with our OneNet virtual landline. Available on our new and limited data plans. The future is exciting. Ready? Vodafone business. Max download upload speeds apply to data. Coverage may vary. Unlimited and OneNet terms at vodafone.co.uk terms.